So here's the question. How do independent adjusters like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profit, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income? Without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while standing out in the crowd. That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Welcome to episode 37 of the Independent Adjuster Podcast, or you may know it, the IA Path Podcast. Last week, we went through kind of a branding change, name change, and went a little broader with the Independent Adjuster Podcast, explaining really what this podcast is all about in the intro, in the name itself. So welcome, episode 37. I'm really excited to talk to you today um, about a book that has come out, and I was asked to do a book review on this book, but you know me, I can't just do a simple thing that I'm asked, like a book review. Uh, I'm a much better talker than I am typer, believe it or not. And um, so I'm just going to go ahead and do an audio kind of book review. But I'm not really a book review kind of person. I can't really analyze a book in the sense of look at the way they wrote this, look at the way they wrote that. But this book is a is something um, that I actually took things away from. So instead of just doing a book review in air quotes, I'm going to give you the five takeaways um, that I got out of Insuring Tomorrow, which is Tony Canyas and Carly Burnham's new book by insnerds.com. And it's all about engaging millennials in the insurance industry. If you remember a few episodes back, I interviewed Tony on the podcast, and he really shared his heart about millennials in the insurance industry, why it's a great industry, why becoming an IA might be a great option for millennials, uh, but their book just came out, and there's been a lot of buildup around the book, and this is not just a book for independence, but this is a book for insurance industry leaders, and so if you're listening and you're you're wondering if you have a future in, in the insurance industry, if you're wondering where the insurance uh, industry is going, and if you can have a future in it, if it's bright, if it's not bright, his book goes into great detail about all of that and the the talent crisis that the insurance company has. I'm telling you, there's so much opportunity. I knew that already, even on just the independent side from the little narrow vision that I have, that there's so such a big need for people. That's why I started the IA Path. Um, there's such a big need for people in our industry, but man, when when you hear them really explain how big that need is, it's pretty powerful. So, kind of the first paragraph of this ensuring tomorrow, kind of to lay out what this review is going to be about. Uh, so, the title is ensuring tomorrow, engaging millennials in the insurance industry. For several years, the property and casualty insurance industry has been talking about it looming talent crisis. Today, the crisis is no longer looming. It's very much here. The average age of the insurance professional is around 60 years old. (laughs) 
60 years old. Wow. And the number of insurance pros over 55 has increased by 74% in the decade before 2012. Uh, Add on five years. Guess what? They're 60. Uh, Making things worse, insurance has a bad reputation in society, and only 4% of millennials report having an interest in working in the industry. In the last few years, we have been hiring thousands of millennials, but we haven't done a good job of engaging them and retaining them in the industry. This is your guidebook to not only to keep your millennials, but to grow them and help them fall in love with the insurance industry. So that's on Amazon. That's their description of what the book's about. Um, So I'm going to give you my five big takeaways rather than a long, detailed review of the book. But before I get into that review, today's episode is brought to you by Livegenic. Livegenic is a real-time collaboration platform for insurance. And if you want to know more about Livegenic and the people behind Livegenic, on INS Nerds, Tony and Carly's podcast, there's actually an interview with the CEO, Alex, of Livegenic, so you can check that out at insnerds.com. But Livegenic is a real-time collaboration platform for insurance. Collaboration platform for insurance. Basically, you can see photos, videos, notes, everything real-time as it happens. So as you're in the field or as someone that's working for you is in the field taking photos of a vehicle, instantly you're seeing those photos come back as they're taking them. You can have them turn on the video capability and see the car as they look at it. Super powerful technology. I I love it, love it, love it. If you're missing a photo, you can easily grab it from the video. So basically, you turn on the video, and you can take photos while you're recording the video. So much better than just photos. Check out LiveGenic's full suite of real-time collaboration tools to help you streamline your loss documentation at iapath.com slash livegenic. Okay, so back to the uh, review, in air quotes, of this book. So I've titled this episode, The Five Big Takeaways from Tony Canyas and Carly Burnham's book, Insuring Tomorrow. Okay, number one. The number one takeaway I got from this, this is kind of the first section, first part of the book, is there is a serious need for new talent in the insurance industry. If you weren't aware of that, if I wasn't truly aware of it, and I kind of was, but not to the extent that they're that they're saying there is, um, that the average age of the insurance professional in the United States, like I read, is around 60 years old. 25% of the workplace retirements are expected in the next four years. 25% is expected to retire in the next four years. And four percent, only 4% of millennials are interested in a career in insurance. And to put in perspective, it sounded like the way that 4% came about. Because I'm like, 4% of a, of a lot of millennials isn't that bad. But what it was is uh, students at college who would say, are they even interested in, in checking out the insurance industry? So it's not like 4% raise their hand and said, I'd go in. It's only four percent on a survey check that they'd be willing to learn more about in, uh, learn more about insurance, and that to me is pretty scary for the industry as a whole. It's not that I'm beholden to the industry, but I can absolutely see why a crisis uh, is here, and but also how it can benefit you as an IA. We'll get more into that as in my conclusion, but um, 
So only 4% are interested in the career of insurance. Okay, number two. The number two takeaway is the insurance industry is stuck in its old ways. And yes, we see some bright um, shining stars. And uh, Tony talks about some of his previous employers that were doing things awesome and new and fun and exciting. But as a whole, they're kind of stuck in the way they do things. And we know how hard it is for an established um, really um, not legalized isn't the right word, but regulated industry. It's really hard for a regulated industry to change because everything they do is by the book. It's all by the book, by the book. And then all of a sudden you get some uh, new millennials in and they don't understand why the book's so valuable. They don't understand why things have to be done that way. And so the insurance company, surprise, is stuck in its old ways. And it, it goes from everything from hiring to orient the way they do orientation, the way they fire, the the way they measure their metrics and how you're being successful, the way they explain the career roadmaps and everything like that. It's just they're kind of stuck and they're trying to figure out how to adapt and change, but yet keep up with their normal book of business. I know how hard that is even for me. I'm a one-man show in the iPad, and uh, just to change something is, is monumental at times, and so you're just trying to stay above water. So the insurance industry is trying to figure this thing out, but um, they're kind of stuck. Number three, the third takeaway. So that was number two. The insurance industry is stuck in the old ways. Surprise. And then number three, the industry is huge. Okay. Um, and by huge, I mean this in a few different ways. It's huge and diverse. I'm in in cl the claim side of the business. And, and as an independent, I only know the claim side. And I know nothing about the rest of the industry. And I'm an IA on the claim side only. So... Uh, reading the book, I was shocked at how little I understood some of the things that they were talking about, some of the terms that they acted like I should know, because they're from a, you know, more of an underwriting side and an inside the insurance company side, but they do some different roles than claims. But I was shocked at how little I knew about what they were talking about and fascinated to read some of the things about the insurance industry and why millennials should be interested in it. And so I think that that bodes well for millennials. And they talk about this in the book that millennials need to, they're kind of like ping pong balls in a sense that we want to learn a lot. We want to bounce around. We want to understand the why and go do this for a while, then go do this, go do this. We want to be balanced and constantly growing. We don't want to do the same thing for very long. It just doesn't work with us. <clears throat> so that was interesting how huge this industry is, not just in that financial sense of is huge to the economy, but it's also huge and diverse in what you can do um, inside of the industry. So that also means there's lots of opportunity for people, including millennials, inside of claims and outside of claims. Lots of opportunity doesn't mean you have to want to work claims, doesn't mean you have to want to be an underwriter, doesn't mean you want to have to be a call center person. There's lots of opportunity inside of the industry in a lot of different capacities. Okay, so that was number three. The industry is huge. Number four, this this is kind of my self-eval moment here, you know, because I'm a millennial, millennial and that means it's all about me, right? So number four, I'm not crazy. I'm just a millennial. Um, reading through the book, reading, uh, talking with Tony 
on the podcast a few weeks ago. It, it's really funny how it feels like, you know, he actually has his head wrapped around why millennials are the way they are and kind of who they are and the way they operate. And it all it felt like when I interviewed him that he was putting me on the couch, like reading my mail out loud. Well, reading through the book, it was kind of similar. It was interesting to see that, you know, it's not just I'm special, air quotes, that's for you, Tony, about uh, the millennials all thinking they're special. Um, but uh, it's not just that I'm special and I'm unique and I I get antsy and I don't I don't want to work the same job for more than two years and. You know, a year is a long time. I'm not going to say I'm going to be here in a year because I have no idea what's going to happen next month. I might realize I need to do something else and, and change direction. Uh, that That's not just me. I'm not just crazy, uh, but I'm a millennial, and that's kind of in my makeup, which kind of drives me crazy, though. And it makes me want to look at that and go, okay, how much of this should really be me and how much of this is um, kind of force-fed on me from environment and society and all that. So anyways... I'm not crazy. I'm a millennial. So yeah, one year to me at a job is long term. They talk about that in the book that to a millennial, one year is a long term commitment. Um, and for an insurance company, they don't even get back their investment on a millennial at a year. So they got to get them engaged quicker, get their investment back quicker and onboarding millennials. Uh, number two to that point is uh, two years is it being extremely loyal to me. In the book, they talk how millennials when surveyed said, yeah, if I stay two years, I'm loyal. You know, I've given you my everything. I've given you two years of my life. And so that's, that is, that's a long time. So anybody listening who might not realize that, to me, two years is an eternity in one job. And that means I stuck something out, seriously stuck something out. Um, and if I don't have constant feedback, and this is another millennial trait, if, you, if I don't have constant feedback, if I don't see constant improvement, not only from myself, but from the company I'm working for, if I point out something that needs to change in an oncoming crisis, oncoming problem, and they don't respond and change, I'm out. I just I get frustrated and I'm done. You know, if, if you're not willing to change, if you're not willing to do the right steps or even attempt, even if it's your, a different idea, but you're not even willing to attempt to fix the problem, it just frustrates me and I just, I just want to be done. If you're not willing to change, I'm out. And so that is another common trait in millennials, which is part of the reason they get so frustrated inside the insurance industry. They're not getting feedback. They're getting an annual eval on things they have no idea they're being evaluated about. And then they get this feedback that they're not up to par, but no one told them throughout the year how to fix it to be up to par for the final eval. And when they're suggesting improvements, people may or may not be listening most of the time not listening, not changing, not fixing the problems internally. Uh, and so it's just this lack of communication drives millennials and myself crazy. Not that I'm a good communicator, just to be clear. Cannot say that I'm a good communicator, but I do try to communicate what I see going wrong. Okay, so that was number four. I'm not crazy. I'm a millennial of the five big takeaways. Okay, so number five, last one here. There is hope for the insurance industry. And that I might need to do a little more um, as far as helping people get into the industry, uh, as far as taking a little ownership of of this uh, onboarding process from the independent adjuster standpoint, because there is no clear roadmap. There is no clear way to get engaged in the industry. And I think um, there could be. And so that's something I, I want to work on more and more and more, how to help people do that, how to engage people 
into companies quicker, faster to get millennials and Generation Xers and boomers involved in the uh, independent adjusting side of things. Um, but there is hope and I need to do more. So the insurance industry has characteristics. They talk about this towards the end of the book, I think it is. Or maybe it's in the middle. Don't really, not really sure. Um, that's constant. Um, has the characteristics that millennials are looking for. And millennials are looking for something that's challenging um, and where they can make an impact and make a difference. And if they don't feel like they're making an impact and not feel like they're making a difference, once again, they're out. It's, it's got to be a bigger picture than just them. It's got to be something that is uh, a longer, uh, you know, a bigger cause than just them. And so they talk about how insurance is so integrated in and needed in our economy and how it helps people. And if you haven't ever went through a claim where at the end of it, you know, you, you paid the claim in claims and you, you haven't cried or you haven't heard a story that made you cry in claims, um, then you're probably at the wrong company uh, because that is a normal thing that happens in the claim side. Is It's just a very emotional when you see how the insurance can either make or break a family after a major uh, event, whether it's a catastrophe, a death in the family, uh, a car wreck, and that that is impactful and you are making a difference. You are helping, as an IA, get people back on their feet um, you are inspecting their vehicle, getting the claim moved along in the process to where they can get back on their feet and get their car back on the road. And that's important. So the, when you work in insurance, you are making an impact. Whether you agree with the corporate huge heads or not about the direction they think the economy should go or or how they manage their money, but you and your spot, you're, you're making a difference. Um, and also another reason millennials may enjoy working in the insurance um industry is that a flexible schedule remote work um you know all, all those kinds of things that that millennials really want and desire they don't want to be stuck in a cubicle be another mass and a cog of a wheel they want to feel like they are special um with a flexible schedule and remote work that that is totally possible in the insurance industry and for those who don't believe it that's what i do i work remotely um, writing claims as an IA, you know, I go into the field when I can and I need to. And so all of a sudden the insurance industry can model after other companies who have put their call centers on remote, have put different things on remote work and a flexible schedule. And they, they could unplug a lot of these millennials from the job site and get better engagement and things. So there is hope for the industry Hopefully, they'll just change to embrace it. And I want to thank Tony and Carly for putting the book together because I do think that they're going to help make a difference. They're making that impact as millennials um, on the insurance industry by basically waving to the upper executives of the insurance industry and going, hey, pay attention. We're trying to tell you what's wrong and some solutions of how to fix it. So, guys, amazing job i highly encourage you just go visit insnerds.com if you want to get their book insuring tomorrow go get their book it's it's awesome and even if you never read it go support these guys because they if you're in the insurance industry and you want to support entrepreneurs or adjustopreneurs as i call them in the insurance industry these these guys are on the cutting edge they're working day jobs for insurance companies 
but they're trying to change it in the after hours, and these guys are passionate. So if you go to insnerds.com, they have a tab that says Ensuring Tomorrow, and that'll go straight to Amazon, and you can get the Kindle or the paperback edition. Um, so kind of to tie it back to being an independent as a conclusion, all those takeaways, you know, uh, one, there's a serious need for new talent Two, the insurance industry is huge. Oh no, sorry. The insurance industry is stuck. That's number two. Number three, the insurance industry is huge. Number four, I'm not crazy. I'm a millennial. And number five, there is hope and I need to do more and you need to do more and can do more if you choose to in the insurance industry. Um, so how does that tie into being an IA? Well, obviously, um, as an IA, there is so much opportunity right now. There is a talent crisis. The industry is older, um, even on the IA side, uh, than the average age in other insurance or other uh, business industries. So there's a huge opportunity for you. And yes, things are changing. They're going to change rapidly. You know, I was talking with uh, somebody on LinkedIn yesterday, and they were asking me, well, how do you think this is going to affect um, the, uh, you know, all the, the, the things like Snapsheet and Livegenic and all the things they could take photos with? How's that going to affect uh, field guys, IAs? I, I want to become an IA. Is that going to ruin it? I'm like, no, I think it's going to greatly cause a bigger need for somebody who's actually specialized and trained. So there's all this opportunity, but you got to be willing to adapt. You got to be willing to be an entrepreneur inside of the insurance industry to just roll with the punches as things change and as they do adapt, because they will, they have to, there's too much money tied up in this for them not to change to fix the millennial crisis they have right now. There's huge opportunity for you. And um, if if you're not interested in being an IA, if you're finding out this isn't for me, I need a I need a real job. You know, if you don't think you can make it as an IA, if that's too much burden of you owning your own business, um, you know, connect with uh, Tony and Carly, and uh, they will help you figure out maybe how to get started, where to get in the insurance industry. Generally, they do want a college degree, so just be aware of that. But that's kind of my takeaways and kind of the summary here is that, hey, there's huge opportunity. Don't miss it. It's right here, right now. And the next few years are going to be really exciting. So um, just dive in, pursue your path, you know, and, you know, like I always say, you know, keep walking your path because no one else can tell you what your path is. Your path's not the same as me. You probably don't want to live on a sailboat and have five days straight of torrential rain like I'm having right now. <clears throat> I'm going insane, people. Thank you for this outlet of a microphone. Um, but yeah, you that's probably not your dream, and that's okay. Your dream can be completely different. You may want to go to work at an insurance company. Connect to Carly, Tony. Find out what you want to do, uh, get involved, and Carly and Tony, once again, thank you for what you guys are doing. Till next week, keep walking your path. So you want to be a catastrophic adjuster. Here's the deal. You've got your adjuster's license, you signed up for a few major companies, you've attended orientation, you might have even received a text saying you're on standby. So have thousands of others. Thousands of others are waiting just like you. They're waiting for their ticket, their shot at being a catastrophic adjuster. Do you want to wait in that line? Or would you like to skip it? Because they have a solution. 
Learn how to be a hail damage estimator with Hail Score by IAPAC. My name is Chris Stanley. I'm a nine year adjusting veteran, and I've earned my income as a hail adjuster, traveled the country, and I've seen what it takes to succeed. The problem is, you don't know enough and you don't know anybody. Come join me on this journey. Come be a part of something. You need to learn a skill to succeed. Don't do what everyone else does because you'll just end up waiting just like everyone else. There's hope. There's a path. Join me in skipping the line. Learn to be a catastrophic hail adjuster and score more catastrophic deployments with hail score by IAPATH. We are IAs. Visit hailscorecourse.com. That's hailscorecourse.com.